Hey guys, it's Friday, so we've got a new episode. Today we're going to be diving into depression. I know a lot of people who suffer from seasonal depression, and I know a lot of people who struggle with just chronic depression uh, year-round. I personally struggle with depression as I have a manic depressive disorder, and um, I really just wanted to go into it today um, and just be really vulnerable with you guys about how uh, depression affects me and how I've been dealing with it recently. So let's get into it. So we're back. um, And it's been a really hard week for me. Um, As a lot of um, people with bipolar disorder um, that has that have been diagnosed and talked to somebody um, like a doctor. Uh, a lot of you guys might know, um, the way bipolar disorder works is you experience mania, um, first, typically, um, and it can last, uh, days, weeks, um, and it's, it's pretty much your brain, on a chemical imbalance and the mania will last and for me usually mania lasts um a very long time um I I would say this most recent uh manic episode or I don't want to say episode because that that sounds a little negative and mania isn't always negative if you're aware of it um, because it it all comes down to mindfulness um, and um, support. (laughs) Um, But uh, my manic spells... uh, tend to last anywhere from, like, four weeks to eight weeks, um, and I just hit the end of a manic, um, spell, um, a couple weeks ago. Um, I didn't catch it right away, especially because we were moving, And so I was really caught up in all these um, obligations and responsibilities that we had to take care of in that first first week that we were here in the apartment. Uh, But as soon as things settled down, I realized I don't feel normal or like myself. And... I, I just feel so sad. (laughs) And I think a lot of people that, um, hit depressive spells regularly or struggle with depression, um, can understand that frustration. Um, I don't know how long the depression spells last, uh, to be honest. Um, 
those are a lot harder for me to keep track of because I will try to um, just brush past it. I'll try to push forward and persevere and um, in an attempt to encourage myself to move on or keep going, I, I tend to steamroll my own emotions uh, and then I start to feel trapped or even bottled up in myself um, and that's not healthy. Um, so it's been, it's been really hard because I basically was able to identify that I was manic and that it is now over and now my brain is going into the next part of this cycle where the depression kicks in. The, the manic part has happened. Now it's time for the depressive part. And, um, deep down I know like this too shall pass. Um, but when you're in the moment, it's, it's really frustrating because you really feel like you don't have anything, uh, going on with yourself, (laughs) with your life. And even though I find myself able to tell people all these things that have been going on when I'm by myself and sitting in my apartment, uh, I can't help but feel like I don't have anything to show for my life. Um, which I know is just not true. I know that I have done a lot of great things and that I have a lot of people in my life who love me. Um, But it just doesn't change these feelings of depression. It really doesn't. Um, I spent the whole day yesterday uh, with Clarissa. She came over early in the morning and... We got all the ingredients we needed for baking Lumbus bread, and we had a Lord of the Rings day, and it was really, really nice to just kind of do something that felt, like, normal and something that we do every fall kind of thing, Um, especially because when I'm starting to feel outside of my body, outside of my mind like that, I try to do just... um, I try to do as many grounding activities as possible, things that try to keep me here and now. And it's fall right now, and fall is my favorite season. And um, so I just really wanted to do something very fall-like, and I've been lighting pumpkin spice and apple orchard candles all all the time since we've moved in, and... um, So it was just nice to, like, bake something and, um, you know, shoot the shit with my best friend and watch one of my favorite movies of all time, the extended versions, thank God, because why would you even watch the other ones? (laughs) Um, But then, you know, it, it comes to that point where you realize that, it it's over that it ends like she has to go home and you're back to just the way things were before all of this and it's it's really hard to get your mind 
out of this rut, um, especially like when you've survived one of these um, depression spells before, because I personally feel like you know that this happens, you know that you get depressed, you know that these feelings will pass, and even though you don't know when, you know that they will, and the goal is to just hang on and do your best until you can push through to these better feelings and these better mental spaces. Uh, But there's just that depressed part of me that is kind of doubtful, that is uh, almost kind of like whispering like, yeah, but what if this is, what if this is the the time that you don't make it? And I, uh, I guess in a sense it's scary because I guess, um, it's very, (laughs) depression is a very, um, scary illness because it really can take somebody, um, when you least expect it. And especially when you get used to these people that are just always struggling with it. Um, Like, I have several friends who are depressed, chronically depressed, uh, diagnosed with depression. It's not something that they've, you know, just put off. Like, they're truly struggling with depression and trying to figure out how to get their life back. And... Um, a lot of people start to, uh, lose interest in their battle as if it's supposed to be entertaining in the first place, but it's almost like people get used to you being depressed. (laughs) And so then you kind of just get stuck with this whole, like, well, you've been through this before, you'll get through it, and, like, they just expect you to get through it like you always do. And um, I think a lot of us forget that depression kills people, and, um, (laughs) yeah, like, people survive depression and survive their low moments, but it's a lot of work and it takes a lot out of them. And so if somebody is even seasonally depressed, um, which it is the time it is coming up, all the people with seasonal depression disorder, this is, this is about the time that this is going to start to affect them. And, um, winter is going to be very hard. Um, And it's really heartbreaking how you can go through this and struggle with this thing. And instead of people becoming more aware or more um, supportive, they actually just kind of get normalized and numb to it. Um, And instead of thinking, oh my friend's going through depression, what can I do? 
they think like, well, this is life, this is part of life, and, you know, you, you have to figure out, figure out, like, you know, do what you did last time, and, uh, you know, it's just, I wish it were that simple, I wish it was as simple as just remember last time, and, you know, you do the exact same thing as you did last time, and you survive it, and it's all over, and you can get on with your life, but unfortunately, I, I would just have to say it's, it's different every time, um, I've never felt depression in the way that I felt depression, the way I'm feeling it right now, um, I feel a lot more in control of it than I ever have in the sense that, like, when I was depressed in the past, I would just sob and scream and cry just to the world, um, and I was very, um, very much more heart on my sleeve about it, um, and I think that was mostly because I was just, like, upset with the world because I was just so depressed and, I felt like nobody cared, and so I started to not care, and so it just came out um, in all sorts of ways that I didn't intend for last, uh, the last few times I've been depressed. Um, but with this time, I feel like, one, I... I'm confused. I don't understand why I'm depressed. I just got an apartment. I just got a job. I love the apartment. I love the job. I have an amazing supportive husband who wants to just be the answer to all my problems. <laughs> um, have an amazing cat, you know, is who's just always the light of my life. And so when I feel so empty and low and sad, um, it almost makes me upset with myself, but mostly confused um, because I just, I don't understand. I kind of, there's kind of like these two versions of me like in my head that are like, I'm sad, and the other one's like, what's wrong? Like, why, though? And the other one's just like, I don't know. <laughs> and I, um, I'm trying to be patient with myself, because, um, my therapist has just been very, um, adamant about just staying patient with myself, and so that's what I've been trying to do, and just remembering, like, when I have these thoughts, like, well, you shouldn't be sad, like, trying to remember not to do that to myself, um, because that's not fair. Like, if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm feeling a certain way, and I just need to, like, I feel like accepting it, um, helps you to move on past it a lot faster anyway. But, yeah, so, very confused right now as to why I'm so depressed, um, and two, which I already kind of said, a little angry, but probably more accurately frustrated, um, because again, so confused, don't know why I'm feeling this way, and 
Um, it's also frustrating because I want to be able to enjoy all the fruits of my labor here. The apartment is really coming together. I have a TV to watch all the seasonal favorites on. Um, I have candles everywhere. <laughs> um, and the apartment's just so ready um, for good memories and great times. And here I am just being a ball of sadness in my bed. Um, and that's really freaking frustrating. Um, and then three, um, overwhelmed. I'm very overwhelmed with emotion. Um, in the past, I would feel very emotional and it would all just come pouring out of me no matter what I was doing. Uh, I could be at work. I could be at home by myself with fucking no one to talk to. It wouldn't matter. Like, the emotion would come out if I felt overwhelmed. Um, but this time around, I feel overwhelmed, but I seem to have a better handle on it. Um, like, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I am a lot better about communicating that to people instead of just, like, having it pour out of me and, like, control me. I'm a lot better about saying, hey, I'm really overwhelmed right now. Um, I have a million things going on in my head that I'm not trying to just vomit everywhere. So if we could just, like, take a step back or um, revisit this a different time, <laughs> which has been great, but I think it also kind of contributes to the frustration part because I want to be able to do a bunch of things because I feel like I have no reason to be sad. So like, come on, get up. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> but then I'm just like, the second I try to act like my normal healthy self and try to take on all these things, um, that's when the feelings of over overwhelming anxiety and just emotion start to kick in. And then it's like, whoa, no, I, I, I really don't think I can actually handle doing a bunch of things today. I think I need to just stick to, you know, three very important things that I can accomplish today and, like, that's it. And that's really hard because then when I don't have anything, like, let's say I've done what I need to do today, say, so like, for me right now, I've been picking three important things each day that I need to get done. Um, and anything that overwhelms me that isn't those three things, I will just save it for the next time. Save it for tomorrow. See if you can get it done tomorrow. But for the time being, you know, it's like, yes, it's good that I know how to um, prevent feelings of anxiety and overwhelm, feeling overwhelmed. Uh, but at the same time, when I've done what I need to do today and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm just sad like, a part of me is like, well, let's do something. But then there's this other part of me that, like, the second I try to start thinking of something to do, I get overwhelmed. So then I'm like, okay, so we're just going to sit here and be sad and do nothing? <laughs> and so it's just like this vicious circle. 
because I'll get like confused about why I'm sad and then I'll get frustrated because I'm sad and then I'll get overwhelmed because I'll try to pretend that I'm not sad and just push forward and then I have to cut back on things and so then I'm starting to not feel overwhelmed so then I'm like maybe I can do things but then I'm sad so then I'm like wait what and then it just starts all over again and I really don't know what to do about it other than just write it out and be patient with myself. And it is just completely um, exhausting. <laughs> um, but it's not only exhausting, it's... As I yawn. But it's not only exhausting, it's it's very uh, humbling uh, because I'm not able to do the things that I expect of myself uh, usually, and, um, you know, my husband still cares about me very deeply, and he's been through a lot with me, a lot, um, and... We've recently just been going through a lot of emotions, like we've been going through so much this year, moving around a lot, and dealing with a lot of negativity in our lives, and now we finally have a space of our own, and it's just in time for me to get all depressed and sad, and so, um, cause... He's so happy to be in this apartment, and so, like, he wants to be celebrating and having fun, and... Um, so I really appreciate that he's been there for me because I know that he, he is feeling great about where he is right now and he should. And so, you know, it is humbling in the sense that like, you know, even if I'm not doing all these, all these things and playing Wonder Woman, like, I'm still loved, and that's really awesome, because uh, I don't feel super great, um, and it's also, like, been humbling in the sense that I've had to reach out to friends for support, because, you know, not too many people realized I was feeling really down in the dumps, and so I had to reach out to Clarissa, and I had to tell her, like, I feel like shit. And, like, it would really mean a lot to me if you can make some time for me this week because I just really want to cry about everything and nothing. <laughs> and so she did. She was like, yeah, like, what? when are your days off? Like, let's let's do Lord of the Rings and Lumbus Bread. Like, let's, let's do it. It's fall. And as... As simple as all of it was, like, it was, it was very nice, and I really needed it, and it's, um, it's really hard that I can't just enjoy a regular day, it's really hard that, it's really hard to need to reach out and do all these things just to feel a little bit normal because I can't afford to do this kind of stuff or that kind of stuff every day and I can't afford to not work. 
and I'm sorry for getting all emotional and, and crying, but I just also want to be really honest with you guys because depression is really hard and I don't really know who's listening to this and who needs to hear it. But, you know, it's like if you're depressed and, like, everyone is telling you that you have no reason to be depressed, you can tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> if your parents are telling you, like, we provide for you and you have no reason to be sad, don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. If you're sad, then you're sad. You don't need a reason to feel depressed. You don't need a reason to be struggling. If you're struggling, then you're struggling. That's just, it is what it is. And you have to be patient with yourself and show yourself kindness and love on a regular basis, no matter how mad you get at yourself and how frustrated you are with your brain. Because degrading yourself and depreciating your your feelings are not going to get you very far and I tried that for a very long time and I just want to let somebody know that like if it doesn't make sense and you're wondering what the hell is wrong with you that's that's part of it <laughs> that's that's what a lot of us feel like um and I didn't even realize, like, how much I need other people until, you know, this year. Um, because, you know, it's like people will help me and I'll, like, like get my stuff together and, and get back up on my feet as soon as I can so I can just, you know, be on my own again. Uh... And I, um, when I get in these moments of just low, lowness and just, uh, you know, confusion and frustration and just not feeling like myself, when I, when I get like this, like, I have to reach out to people and it's so hard for me, um, to tell people that I need them. It's so hard for me to tell people that, like, I'm failing again. Um, mostly because I just don't want to be a burden. And so, as an adult, I, f I have this um, problem where I feel like I'm not allowed to be a mess. And I just got into this routine where I would tell myself, like, from this moment forward... You need to be perfect. Like, I would tell myself that in my head a lot. Um, I remember I, whenever I would get in trouble and my dad or mom would finish yelling at me, I would sit in my room and I'd be like, all right, from this moment forward, I would look at the clock. I'd be like, okay, from 2.37 p.m., this moment forward, I will not make another mistake again. I was probably like nine, ten years old, and I, I did this until I was probably about maybe only 13, 14. It was, it was only for, you know, like a window of time that I was like, okay, from this moment forward, you need to be perfect. But there was so much pressure on my shoulders as a child that there was this huge, like four year gap of time where anytime I got in trouble, I blamed myself and then I needed to 
perfect my I felt like I needed to be perfect or else my parents didn't love me or else I was making their life harder or else I was the reason they weren't happy and that was really hard and um you know it's it's not their fault that I'm like you know depressed right now or mentally ill. Um, but I did want to like catch myself because, you know, I was saying like, people expect me to this or people expect me to that. And, you know, it's like at the end of the day, it's not even that people expect things of me. It's that I grew up with parents that expected way too much of me. And so when I became an adult and went out into the world, those were the kinds of relationships that I was used to having. So when I would engage with other people, I would just assume they expected the same of me that my parents expected of me, whether it was, whether it was with good intent or with complete carelessness, I don't think it was ever because they didn't love me. Um, They're just human beings who make mistakes and raising a whole person, let alone two additional ones, is very hard. Um, And so, you know, it's like, I'm not saying, like, how dare my parents. I love my parents. Um, But... Those, the relationship you have with your mom and with your dad affect the relationships you have with people for the rest of your life. And only by lots of healing, awareness, mindfulness, and self-work do you learn to identify these these habits and routines and... Um, just these, the, the way that these relationships work and how you play a part, like the part you play in that. Um, and only then can we even start to like think about changing it. But, you know, it's like at the end of the day, um, my parents didn't let us be kids a hundred percent of the time. It was this really weird mixture of both, It was like, be a kid, be an adult, be in a kid, be a kid again, be an adult again. Come on, come on, come on, keep up, come on, come on, keep up. Like, this is what we need you to be right now. And, um, you know, if we weren't keeping up, we were making their lives harder. And that's a lot. Um, And when you spend 18 years being told that, or being told all these mixed messages, you go out into the world expecting the same stuff out of yourself. Like, well, you know, I was such a burden when I wasn't able to keep up with all these roles I needed to perform. And so, you know, I can't do that to somebody else. And so then there comes the false idea of like, oh, everybody expects this of me. Like, no, your parents expected that of you. You don't need to do what your parents want anymore. (laughs) Like, Yes, my my parents put way too much on my shoulders, but I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need to 
bear the burden of the people I love's responsibilities or problems unless I really feel up to it. Um, but you know, when you're growing up with your parents, you really don't get a choice in, in that matter. Like, I remember, uh, one time my mom made me move back in with my dad, uh, because she found something she didn't like in my diary. I had gotten really mad at her and I had written something. I think I was like, I was 11. So it's kind of hard for me to remember. I'd written something like, oh, I was so mad I could stab her or something like that. You know, it's like you made an 11 year old move because of something she wrote when she was really mad in her diary. That's very, that's a very emotional decision. And that's a lot of, um, that's a lot to put on an 11 year old who is writing something in her private journal, you know, if I was saying these things to her face and being extremely disrespectful and telling her I wish she was dead on a regular basis to her face, then I would understand needing to take me out of the home. But you know, it was like, I got really mad at you one day and I wrote this entry in my journal that was just for me. And I closed it up privately. And it's not my fault that you went and found it and decided to take it this far. Like, I didn't do any of that part. <laughs> um, but these were just like the standards we were held, we were held to, you know, it's like, and so it just was this whirlwind. And I, to this day, don't really have a firm understanding of my childhood and it greatly impacts my relationships with people to this day. Um, even when, like, my cat does something, like, knocks the curtains down, I just get so flustered because as a kid, you know, like, my parents would get so mad about these things. Like, how dare you make a mistake? And it wasn't always like that, but a good part of it was like that. And so it was, it's just very confusing because it's almost, um, like polar opposites. It's like we would get either extreme kindness or extreme anger. Um, just very confusing. Uh, so now as an adult, I just, I get scared of what people expect of me because I could let them down or make them feel bad and then they could take it out on me and it's just this whole thing. And so it's like when I get depressed, just the the weight of the expectations I feel, whether they're real or not, are just become so much more crushing than it, they typically are. Um... And I just, I just really wanted to have this episode um, to not only just be like really open and honest and like raw with you guys about depression because I don't know who might need to hear something like this, but I also just wanted to let you know that like we all have some trauma that we go through that affects us for the rest of our lives. Um, 
you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know how long I will struggle with depression. I don't know how long my childhood will haunt me. (laughs) I don't know how long I will be scared of my parents. I don't know how long my bipolar disorder will exhaust me to this point. Um, but I just can't believe that, like, it's going to end like this, or this is the end, and I don't want any of you guys to think that either, um, no matter what phase you're in right now, um, I don't want you to think that, um, depression, depression is, is like the end-all be-all, or if you're not meeting the expectations that you have for yourself that this life isn't worth it, or that you're not worth it, or that you're a failure, and I would also just like to say failing is a very good thing. Failing is the best teacher, and it is so humbling, and it also can just create so much more, so much more open mind, because suddenly you're thinking of things, ways to do things that you might have never thought to before. So, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I had to, I had to let go of school for right now. Um, and that was really hard, but I don't see it as I failed school. I see it as life threw a lot of things at me and I needed to prioritize and right now my home and my comforts are the priority and I can get back to school next semester and give it another go um so it's like yeah I couldn't do it but that doesn't mean I'm quitting school or giving up on myself um so I just don't want anybody to be giving up on themselves Um, and like I already said, it's like seasonal depression is upon us. It is going to happen. Um, and I just, uh, I I just want to be ready for it, I guess. I want to be realistic about the fact that like a lot of us struggle, especially during the holidays and, um, just, you know, the fact that people need sun and winter means less sun. And so the chemical imbalance. Um, and I just wanted to let any, anybody that's struggling with this kind of stuff know, like one, they're not alone. And two, I know you can do it. And three, I love you. Um, I might not know you and you might not know me. Um, but I love you and you can do this. And, I love you because we are basically, like, we are, like, human beings, we are all one, you know, it's like, I am not the only one with depression, I am not the only one with bipolar disorder, I am not the only one with parents that put way too much on their shoulders, I am not the only one who has been sexually abused, I am not the only one who has had their privacy violated, (laughs) um, these are all things that are relatable and that we can all uh, share in, and so I wanted to share with you, um, in case, like, you heard something that you didn't even know you needed to hear, 
Um, but I just wanted to say, like, please don't undermine your depression and please don't undermine your sadness. Even if you don't understand why you're feeling a certain way, don't let the pressure of the people around you or the confusion of the people around you talk you into this mind state where, or this mental state where you're beating yourself up, like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why, why can't you just be normal? <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that at all. Be kind to yourself and love yourself. You feel, and, you know, just being an asshole, <laughs> You know, it's like, because sometimes you do have to get harsh with people or yourself. Um, maybe not, but, you know, it's just like, just don't degrade yourself, you know, don't be disrespectful. But it's like, you know, there's a big difference in telling somebody, hey, I've had enough of this. I won't be part of it anymore. And hey, like, let's fucking take this outside. You know, it's like, so if you need to take something off your plate or someone is, stressing you out or something's making you sad or nothing is making you sad and you're just sad and you need to cry it out for a few weeks you know it's like you determine what you need and you determine what's best for you and most importantly like nurture that so you learn to trust yourself um because human beings are just that they're human beings they are flawed and they will make mistakes and as much as I wish my parents could have been healthier to provide a healthier childhood for me and my brother, it is what it is. They did the best they could, and that's all I can ask. And now it's my turn to pick up where where I can and make my life better for me, myself. <laughs> and um, I'm not counting on anybody to do it for me, and I don't want anyone to do it for me. Um, because I know what I want. Um, and even when I don't know exactly what I want, I trust myself to determine my needs a lot more than I ever did. Um, so yeah, um, this has been my episode about depression. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, guys. I hope you guys all have a wonderful weekend, and I hope that if you're feeling anything like me, that you keep your head up and that you keep moving on and pushing forward, and just know that I am here with you. You're not alone. And um, as always, the website is available for anybody who wants to find out more about me or the show. And if you would like to get a hold of me or just be more involved personally, uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram uh, at Radley, R-A-D-A-L-I-E-E-E -E -E, on Instagram. That's where I'm at most of the time. And if you guys really want to support, really like what you hear, um, you can support the show with a one-time donation through the Anchor app. You can also do a one-time donation through the Cash app with the handle Radley Rambles. And if you guys really like what you hear, you can also become a patron on our Patreon page. 
Um, but that's pretty much all I've got for you guys today. Um, please don't be afraid to reach out if you need somebody to talk to, um, or just a friend to listen, um, and sending lots of love. I hope you guys all have a great weekend and a great week.